Luther. This is One Black Woman with Wanda Means. Thank you for listening to One Black Woman. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the host of the show today, or actually every day. Today I have two special guests with me. Before I introduce them, Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I went and saw The Who this past weekend. Oh, yeah. In Vegas? Yeah. How was that? Uh, they were amazing. Pretty killer? I mean, Robert Daltrey or Roger Daltrey. He still has a voice left? Yeah, he still has a voice left. And that Pete Townsend, man, can that man play the guitar? Whoa. <laughs> what happened? We got some weird... My headphones are messing me up. Sorry. Okay. So today I have my boys, Richard. Hello. And my younger one, Robert. What's up? Yeah, I'm sure you planned that all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought I would do something totally different this time and just kind of have an open and raw and honest conversation with um, my boys. Oh, and okay. I was going to say, how does that sound any different than our re- regular program? Okay, I know. Well, I'm not going to tell any of my fun stories today. Um, uh, that's that too bad. would not be appropriate for my eight-year-old, my 11-year-old son. So, Richard is going off to college. It's not even appropriate for me sometimes. That is true. That's funny. But you're of age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're still too young for me, Kevin. Oh. So, Richard is going off to college next week, and I couldn't be prouder of you. You're going to Embry-Riddle, which is in um, Daytona Beach, and you're going to be a pilot. I mean, actually, you already are a pilot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are awfully verbose. Okay. So, what I thought I would do is I would open the forum with a bunch of questions, but before I get into these questions, because some of them are really raw, because a lot about me is very raw. Um, before I start, I'm going to do my weekly pedophile report. Get that out of the way. Oh my God, that's that's Robert that keeps laughing into the <laughs> mic. <laughs> I know, he's so funny. So, do you know who David Willis is? David Willis? Yes. Should I know who that is? He was a VP of the Humane Society of the United States. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah, well. Not a friend of mine. Um... A Texas woman pleaded guilty of um, child trafficking with a nine-year-old, and according to her statement, she would watch him and this nine-year-old, and he was the VP of the Humane Society. Do you not see the irony in that? You know, if I'm being frank with you, this is not as bad as last week's. It is not as bad. No. But can you imagine? He's the president. I mean, come on, the humane, like, what? where is the humanity in... um, Abusing a nine-year-old little girl. Yeah, it's vile. So there was a little girl in Arizona who was shuffled through the um, the the childcare system, and they failed her, and they took her out of her family and put her with uh, adopted fa- or foster families, and they went to town with her, and they burned the poor little girl after sexually abusing her. What is wrong? I mean, this is child protective services. Isn't their job to protect? That is very ironic. You're, yeah, these are just two ironic stories today. Maybe that's why they thought they would never—they'd probably just get away with it forever, because nobody would ever suspect them. No. It's like on Dexter; nobody's going to suspect a criminologist would be a murderer. Oh, that's a good point. What a good show. So, Richard, sorry Robert. for the pop culture analogy, but I know. Well, Dexter actually—I used to watch that guy on um, Six Feet Under. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. Okay. So, Richard and Robert, as you all go off to school, this is just an open conversation between a very open, honest, and frank woman who um, is is overly honest to a point that's hurtful, I guess, sometimes. Um, for Christmas last year, Richard, you gave me a book called um, You're a Badass. 
And that book, the premise on the book is about um, changing the self-sabotaging beliefs and behaviors when it comes to love and relationships. So I'm sure when you saw the book, you thought, oh, my mom's a badass. But I'm sure you had no idea that what it was really about. Right. <laughs> so it really touched me that you would actually buy me a gift, which I'm shocked. Thanks. I mean, I, you know, I never want anything. All I want is a card. Um, but you don't understand because my whole life is, you know, I'm constantly sabotaging things. And with men I date and whatnot. And I, I almost never bring a guy home to you guys. I mean, I've brought a couple or one maybe. And... Um, that didn't work out, so you guys are just used to me being without anyone, right? Yeah. So you knew. What's it like to be children of divorce? The way that it happened with you and Dad, uh, three or four years before y'all got divorced, just like the fighting increased, and I basically accepted the fact that if, as long as y'all weren't together but y'all were still happy, then I'd be okay with that. So you have a pretty healthy approach. Um, approach to or not approach not the word I want a uh, pretty healthy ideology about it yeah Robert I don't really like care like I just hope like you guys are happy like with any decision you guys make so when you're at school or do you have a lot of friends whose parents are divorced yeah and what have you said about mine and dad's divorce it's different why is it different because like most of my friends, their um, parents, like, they don't even, like, really talk, and, really talk and that stuff. But, like, like you and Dad, you guys are, like, different because you guys still, like, eat dinners with each other sometimes. And, like, you guys are, like, really talk a lot. It's, like, different. So some of your friends or parents don't even talk. Yeah. So that's, do they not understand? Do they say, oh, my God, Robert, your parents are so weird? What, did they say anything like that? Like one of my friends was like, "Whoa, Robert, your friends are, so, your parents are so different." Well, I'd rather be different than fighting because they say it's much better to have. I mean, I, I know divorce is not always the best solution, but sometimes it's better to get along and be happy and be healthy for your children <laughs> than it is to be fucking assholes like so many people I know. You know, Kevin, I've had friends who've had to exchange their children at the police department. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? No, Daddy and I never have that issue. So, and I like dad, he's a great guy, but I had a lot of issues. So you guys will never have the issues that I had. I mean, you guys were never sexually abused. You were never physically neglected, emotionally neglected. The only trauma you guys have had is your parents divorced. And we kind of put y'all ahead of our needs as it was. But remember, I've talked about that adverse childhood experiences. Maybe. Where you were sexually abused and neglected and whatnot. And I have score a six out of a 10 on that test. And you guys will have a one on that test. But if you have a four or more, you're 12 times more likely to be suicidal. I mean, it's very real stuff there. This is not easy. So you guys, it's almost kind of weird to be jealous of your children. But I am because you guys will never have to suffer like I did. Sometimes I want you to suffer. I really do. Just a little. Yeah, I was going to add on, uh, maybe sometimes it's a little traumatic living with you. Oh, it is traumatic. Yeah, Richard's not convinced that there's never any suffering. I know. Yeah. I know, I make you do your work, right? I know, I am a tough mother. I totally get that. So what is it like having me as a mother? And be honest. I can take it. Okay, next question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to process my thoughts. I don't know what to say exactly. There's too many things going through my mind. Uh huh. That's one of those really don't want to say the wrong thing situations. Exactly. What's it like having a mother who 
sends a PSA out to everyone telling you not to rape anyone else. <laughs> well, you know, I love getting my texts from my friends uh, saying, uh, what the fuck did your mom just post on Facebook? Okay. Or, But, like, most of the time, it's not like uh, that they're all weirded out about it. Uh, I mean, because I get a lot of positive feedback from that. I mean, I had one of my friends, this girl I went on a year trip, she said, uh, just talking about like how like the positive input you bring to the community. Well, and, uh, thank you. Tell her thank you. Yeah, I will. This is the one who took your vape and, or you got the vape taken away. I get a phone no. call while Richard's in Europe from the chaperone and we're taking away his vape and he's 18 and he's legal to vape. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but whatever. And it turns out it was smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I mean. That is true. Cause I do smoke cigarettes and it Me turns too, out it wasn't even his, it was, he was protecting some girl and then she bitches him out and says, you owe me a vape. <laughs> after wow. you took the fall. Yeah. yeah after he took the fall. I took full fault for it. Uh, no, it was just not a good situation. I was not happy. Yeah. Well, I I, I mean, I, I find both of you extremely confident human beings. So I think, where do you get your confidence from? I don't know. I guess, uh, I mean, I know I'm not like an only child, but like I, you growing sometimes up. You think you're an only child. I yeah. constantly have to remind you, I do have three other children. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just grew up a little more independent than my other siblings did and so like i take that into factor look at robert looking at you what did you just say (laughs) (laughs) so but what keeps you so grounded when you're not flying in the air or scuba diving underneath sea level at some point something keeps you grounded uh maybe just knowing the fact that there's another challenge ahead to take yeah so like, so like I did, like I got my private pilot's license. Right. Now my next challenge is to get the ROTC scholarship. Right. And then pass flight school in the Marine Corps. Because see, Richard, as a pilot, how long is the runway? Half a mile? Three quarters of a mile? A mile? I mean, they're different, like, like thousand feet. Right. So, well, that's a minimum, right? Yeah. But you, he wants to land on a carrier, which is only 400 feet. So why would you want a whole mile to land a plane on when you could do it on 400 feet? Scratch that. They're like 5,000 <laughs> feet. Sorry. They're five. They're not 5,000 feet. Runways. Like oh, Addison. Uh, Addison's oh, is at like 5,000 feet. But on a carrier, what is it? Maybe a football field and a half? Yeah, maybe. Crazy. Would you ever do that, Kevin? Five thousand is that? That is like a mile, right? Yeah, five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. Isn't that a mile? Whatever. Do I don't like flying at all. I don't either. We went on a helicopter ride this week. I can't fly sober, so obviously I can never pilot. A oh plane. my god, I need a Xanax. So we went on um, uh, a tour of the Grand Canyon and Hoover Dam, which was awesome. And we had to sit in the front row. I, I swear to God, I just said, "Just give me the barf bag because I can't handle this." So um, the pilot was a female. And I asked her immediately, where'd you go to school? And she said, Embry-Riddle. So I knew right then and there she was an excellently trained pilot. Absolutely. I was impressed. That is pretty cool. See? She had 3,000 hours, thank God. (laughs) I just wanted a Xanax on that flight. It was cool, though, and we're still alive. So Kevin's giving me the signal to cut bait. I I do want to ask, though, will you fly with Richard? He's asked me to. As a matter of fact, I asked him about um, chartering a plane, but I um, but we have to book it in advance. So I would do it I, as long as you do it in advance and I get to have my Xanax in me and on me and I'm completely sedated. Not that he's a bad pilot. It's just that I'm a freak. Right. No, I, I'm even more afraid. The smaller the plane, the scarier it is to me. 
No offense. I bet you're a great pilot, sweetie. See, the way I see it, the smaller the plane, the lighter it is. So let's say like an engine does go out, right? We can glide. You have a better chance of actually Yeah, so if we're in a big jumbo jet and your engines go out, it's a big metal trash can sitting in the sky that's just going to (laughs) fall. You know what? That does not help my anxiety at Mine all. Either. <laughs> Can we just get your instrument rating first this year? Okay, I've got to cut bait. Coming up, more open and honest, tougher questions for you two. Oh, I'm one means. I'm one blunt woman. Don't move. More of one blunt woman with Wanda Means is next. for you, Richard. Every time I pick a different song for the lead into the second segment, this is for you. I really appreciate it. It is. I told Kevin yesterday. He was all over it. She did, yep. It is one of my favorite songs. It is. I can't wait till the second movie comes out. And God, Tom Cruise is so hot. Is he gay? No. No. I don't know. He could totally be a closet closet gay. I don't know. I would do him. You know, just let him be Maverick. Straight. I know. Tom Cruise. And what's the other guy's name? Um, Iceman? Yeah. What was his name? Belcomer? Yeah. Whoa, he's aged. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, oh, my God. Not very well. Tom what? Cruise still looks like he's 40. I know. Tom Cruise is still pretty hot. Well, probably the action movies just keep him in shape. He does one every year. He does multiple ones yeah. a year. There's like Mission Impossible, Jack Reacher, The Mummy. You know, Daddy was in a movie with him. Yeah, born on the 4th of July. I know. He has a picture of him holding his dog that's twice his size. I know. Nice. I showed it to Dad. What, the picture of Tom Cruise? Oh, was it on um, yeah, did you I looked, Google I it or something? Yeah, I looked up 4th of July, Richard Means. Oh, the movie? Yeah, I looked up the movie, and I saw a picture of Dad with Tom Cruise and this other guy holding a lab. That's cool. So the second segment is This Shit Really Happens, but I'm trying to keep this PG-13 today and not NC-17. Well, I think for me it's the uh, oh shit segment. What is she going to ask me? Yeah, that's what it is. So um, before I get into it, do you want to I think tell? every segment is that for this show. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for you, Kevin. <laughs> hey, I'm out of the hot seat this week. <laughs> oh, come on, Kevin. We have a great banter. We do. So what's the best piece of advice I've given you? There's a lot. Okay. Um, I don't know, probably all the rape stuff, I guess. The rape stuff? Yes. Really? Yes. So you're going to school next week with a bunch of guys. You know, the majority of rapes are not reported, right? A bunch right. of guys and ugly girls. Robert, zip it. God. That's what you said. That's what you said. Oh, my God. I did not. I said that's five to one ratio. There is not a lot of girls there is what I said. No, you said. Except Robert. It's okay. <laughs> Daytona Beach Community College is right across the street. Whatever it is. Literally. <laughs> and I got a bunch of friends going to Miami. You know, it's a two-hour drive south. Okay. We're not going to Miami. We're going to study. 
Okay. I'm sure there's no shortage of hot chicks anywhere in Florida. I mean, there are not, no. but there is a shortage of, uh, there better not be a shortage of you studying. Okay. So, best advice I've given you besides the rape thing, keep your pecker in your pants. Yeah. That goes to all boys going to college and, you know, kind of girls too. Yeah. So, what's the worst advice I've given you? I don't think you've really given me any bad advice. That's like in a job interview and they say, what's your greatest flaw? Yeah, what's my greatest flaw? <laughs> I have no patience. How's that? How about not getting this job? Not I think that I think that would be a good answer for the interview. What, not getting this job? Oh, that would be your greatest flaw? Yeah. You don't ever say that. So now I'm going to move to something even a little bit more serious. And you both know, and I've had friends. Um, you both know I had an affair on mm-hmm. dad. Um, I was the one who wanted the marriage to dissolve because I had a lot of, um, when the man who molested me died, it opened me up in a whole different way that you all can't possibly understand. So I woke up and I couldn't be married anymore. I know this is hard for you to understand. What was it like? Cause some of my friends would never tell their children and I have friends who have had affairs and would never tell their children. What was it like when I told you that? Well, I mean, when you told me it was right after y'all got or it was when you were living where dad's living now right when he was kind of yeah in and out right uh i don't know i was a little surprised i was glad that you were honest with me and i think because of that like honesty it's just made our conversations go a little smoother and i've been able to like open up to you a little more of like what i do outside of the house do you think that because I know people that they don't tell their children for years and they finally find out and then there's a lot of anger because of it do you think if you just get it out in the open right away and talk about it, you it's not so... Well, I guess it's good just not to hide any secrets, just to like be upfront with it and be like, I did this, I, I own up to my actions. Uh, so, I mean, I guess the best thing to do would just be own up and like say what you did. And I think the healing process would be better instead of hiding it for five, ten years, and then right. you tell them, uh, and then you if you tell them when they're younger, or don't tell them when you're younger... Uh, and then they grow up and then you tell them they're a little more mature and they can understand more things. So that might be a little more um, of like a catastrophe on you and then your relationship with your right son or daughter. Well, like, I mean, when Robert was three years old, he took his first swig of vodka because my girlfriend wouldn't um, tell her daughter that she drank. So we put it in a water bottle and we took the label off. And I remember we were on the boat and Robert goes to grab the water bottle and he takes his first swig of vodka and I could not dive faster for him in the water bottle. And he just spit it out because he's thinking water and he's getting vodka because my girlfriend wouldn't be honest with her kid and say, oh, she can't know that I drank. Oh, I remember. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know which one's worse, taking a sip of vodka that you thought was water or taking a sip of water that you thought was vodka. (laughs) They're both very shocking. So, but I'm like, when you can't be honest, I feel like poor Robert. I mean, I'm sure I would never give him vodka at three years old, but you know, I just don't get, I mean, yes, there are some lines we don't cross with our children. Obviously, you know, I certainly would never repeat the cycle of my abuse, but I mean, I just, I've always felt the need to be uber honest with you. And I remember how many times at the dinner table we talked about nobody touches you, you know, about the molestation side. Yeah. Aren't you sick of hearing that? Yes. What about all the kids that don't hear this ever? Do you remember when I told you? That's why you're doing the podcast. Do you remember when I told you when you were five years old? Nobody touches you. Do you remember that? Not particularly. I do. It's a hard conversation to have with a five-year-old. Because you don't understand. 
But yes, we've always had this very open conversation. And even to the point where we can talk about sex. Because we, here we are in Vegas. Did you see my intimacy kit that I posted online, Kevin? No. I just want to say that? that I found that first in the hotel room. And I did bring it back from Vegas. Yes, it is a tube. And it has condoms in it. It has a mini vibrator. It has lube. <laughs> and it's called... Where did this come from? It, the hard the rock. Hard rock. <laughs> it's called the intimacy kit. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I bet I got charged a hundred bucks for it. I didn't even look up my tab. I'm sure it wasn't free. So that's exactly what they're counting on. Yeah. So what did I say? I said, take this to college with you and make sure you use it. But what did I say? You don't have to use a vibrator. Well, <laughs> actually, can I have that? Totally kidding. <laughs> so can I take that out before you go to college? So. It's okay to have sex. Yeah. But three things. One. Consent. You have to have consent. Absolutely. Two. Consent. She cannot be intoxicated in order to get consent. But that's still number one. I think talking about this with you for so many years, it's just like kind of like studying for a test like you know the material it's like a no-brainer so okay, you know every time i that Could i have share this with your friends in college that they don't do things that they shouldn't be doing oh and she has to be of age 18 is the number and you have to wear a condom i am way too young to be a grandmother i do not want to be a grandmother i still have a kid i mean you're an adult and all kind of i mean there's this wonderful thing called birth control but yeah i know wear a condom <laughs> have fun wear a condom I'm fully. I'm okay with you having a life and being an adult. I just, I just don't want you to do something against the will of another person. That's all. Because it's going to hurt her. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt us. And I know you wouldn't. She has to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it, go to someone's hot. Oh, Smart kid. Yeah, I know. Okay, moving on. You two both play the guitar, and maybe I should have brought a guitar. I love that you two play the guitar. I, I, what do I always say about the guitar, Richard? Brings in the chicks. <laughs> I say, if you ever want to get a chick, play the guitar, right? Yeah, if you're going to learn to play an instrument, make sure you play something sexy. Don't learn to play the tuba. You know? Make sure it's <laughs> piano, saxophone, or guitar. When I was in Boulder, there was a guy walking around with a tuba just up and down the little main street there. I'm that like, guy did not get laid. T- I, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not saying it so you'll get laid. I'm just saying it so it's a talent to have, and girls find that very attractive. So you're telling me to go get a tuba? That <laughs> not no, telling you that'll work. I am not telling you to get a tuba. So what? So what? Do, what advice would you tell your brother? Because y'all are seven years apart. Is it weird having a brother that's seven years younger than you, or would you rather have a brother that's a year younger than you? No, because I see how much uh, Lizzie and Emma fight. Yeah, they're girls over though. clothes. And do you think uh, you would fight over clothes? Can you see a boy fighting over clothes? Yeah. Really? Wait, yeah. Unless what's age difference you and your brother? Uh, he's three years younger, but the same thing will happen like when you're in high school together and say maybe you both have the same kind of shirt and it's like, you can't wear that shirt. I'm wearing that shirt today. Oh, because kind of you'd be <laughs> like, okay, guys can't wear the same thing. Right. Right. Would your mother dress you alike? No, no, no. But I mean, we both like to shop at the same kind of places. So we uh, both have right. the same like American Eagle button down or something. Like, oh, I'm wearing that today. I'm wearing, you know, that kind of shit. Well, we told Lizzie we were going to give her your car, and she goes, I can't have that car. Everybody else has that car. I can't be like everybody else. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I can't afford my children. So having a little brother, what advice do you have to give to him? To give to him? Yeah. Uh, on the basis of what? Uh, uh, let's it's go a with, very broad question. Okay, let's go with music. He just started playing guitar. I don't know. I guess keep it up because he's taking lessons, right? Right. I mean, I took, what, four or five lessons? Yeah, you took lessons. And then... 
honestly, like just YouTube. But you also played the piano. Remember oh. your piano teacher? She had those oh, really yeah. long fingernails. Yes. But now you can play the piano. And you used to say, you used to beg me to make you quit. I said, nope. <laughs> I think that's what drives you. I do. I think because we gave you so many different opportunities that you picked one that you kind of that kind of stuck with you. What guitar? Yeah, I mean, I never had half the opportunities you have. None. And you play golf. You play hockey. I mean, that's you. You get way more opportunities than I ever had. And you've picked. You've narrowed it down to a few. I think it's awesome. Now, I, Robert. Robert's our little thespian, and he's flicking his lips. God, he's an odd kid. I don't know where he came <laughs> from. Wait, just so you know, Robert, you were not adopted. <laughs> e- even though Richard says you were adopted, you were not adopted. Okay. Nobody else in the family has curly hair. <laughs> no, Emma kind of does. <laughs> oh, is that why he was adopted? <laughs> I don't know that he has curly hair. It's more wavy. So, If you want to see curly hair, look at my friend Teddy. He is the curliest hair. He does have curly hair. He's adorable. Or I think the wavy, I think he's going for the uh, California Beach Boy look right now. Yeah. 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 Speaking he's of pulling it off. Speaking of your friends in fifth grade, last year, I tell you the story, Kevin, when um, that kid put the um, yellow cone on Robert's head. I remember that. No, I don't remember that. So uh, they were at what, PE or having lunch or we recess were, or something? Okay, so we were walking around the track out on the field. And so we had to do like two laps, but like just walking. So I was walking. Just with my group of friends, and then he comes up behind me. He puts a cone on me, and then I take the cone off. I shove him to the ground, and then I punch him in the chest. And then after that, the next day, he tells everyone that I pulled his hair. So, you know, I I've always been tiny. So I'm a but I'm a girl. Is it hard being little in a school as a boy, especially in middle school? You're pretty tough. You fought back. I mean, I'm proud of you. I mean, I don't really ever think you should go up and ever hit somebody, but you know, if he's going to be a douche to you and you kind of responded, I don't mind being. You defended yourself. You don't mind being small. I was small in middle school. Did you find that to be an advantage or disadvantage? Disadvantage, but it also made me better. I don't know. It it, it helps you to. Does it make you tougher? Yeah, it does. Helps you build confidence in other ways. Did you have a lot of bullying at your school? Yeah, a lot of bullying at your school. Yeah. What about I, you, I Richard? bet he witnesses more bullying than he actually experiences. Though. Like, after, like before um, the cone thing, I was bullied like a little bit by like some kids and like sometimes. In what would they call school. you? What would they call you? Um, dick face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a clever nickname, but we all laughed for some reason. Like I feel like people would call me that because Dick is short for Richard. Well, that is that true. actually does make more sense. Yeah, and your nickname Richard's was my middle name. Your nickname was Triple Dick the day you were born, but anyway, because he's Richard the Third. And a lot of girls at the beginning they call me Midget. Yeah, I don't know what's it like. What does it do to a self esteem of someone being called a midget? I mean, it hasn't affected you. You're still a strong, confident young little man. And I always say the two greatest gifts we can give our children is empathy and self-confidence in that order. Empathy towards other human beings and then self-confidence to make your way in the world. I think it's very important. You know, honestly, I don't think the height thing, like, really, I mean, yeah, maybe when I was younger it got to me. uh, Just because, you know, everybody was, like, growing up faster than I was. Because, I mean, I grew up a little later. But it was nice uh, coming to school senior year and having your friends be like, 
Wow. Did well, you, you get were taller? a late bloomer. I mean, if yeah. you look at you from your junior year to your senior year, I mean, you became a man. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Proud of you. So, Robert, we were talking about, this is really funny, Kevin. Yesterday, um, the American Pie sing, song came on and Robert says, oh, American Pie. That's that sex movie. And I said. That's the movie where the dude bangs a pie. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? What makes it a sex movie? And he said, what do you say? Because there's girls and boobs in it. Because there's girls and boobs. Oh, well, that is true. <laughs> like, so we were having lunch one day and. Um, Robert was talking about some sluts at the school. I didn't realize that they had that in fifth grade. And so I said, what's a slut? She's a whore, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what is that? And his response, it's a girl who kisses a lot of boys. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's That's a long and short. You're looking at this the wrong way. You need to stop using those words. I'm sorry, but it's true. I kiss boys (laughs) and girls. So does that, what does that make me? Yeah, but she does it a little bit too much and we're in sixth grade. Well, that is a good point. Maybe we should wait till you're 47. Yeah. No, I'm going to. At least seventh grade. I'm going to wait until (laughs) seventh grade, yeah. Have you kissed a girl? Yes. Have you? This is really up for discussion? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. I have, by the way. Anybody listening, I have kissed a girl. Richard, have you ever played um, Seven Minutes in Heaven? Oh, my God. Did you hear that? <laughs> We're not playing Seven Minutes in That's Heaven. That's one of the you... better questions he's asked me. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's asked me when I lost my virginity. It <laughs> sounds like a little brother question to me. I know. It would be so much Maybe better. for like two or three years apart, but like seven years. Just I, so you know. How do you, one, how do you know? And two, why are you asking about it? Richard, when you were that age, you never asked any of these questions. So, I mean, he's very curious at a young age. But neither one of you have ever been touched inappropriately, right? No. no. You would tell me. Good. Because if anyone does, I will cut their thing off. Well, I think I would kick their ass before they got I'm to wa- me. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce, and Over40.com. Remember, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength, and I am one hell of a strong woman because I have come through a lot of pain. I can be prouder to call you two boys my sons. I'm Wanda Means. I'm one blunt woman. She's a savage. And I could tell it would be long. It was with me. Yeah, me. And I could tell it would be long.